Lori Vallow files the notice of appeal to put everybody on notice that she is appealing her conviction and she alleges where the judge made errors. A retired doctor gone wild, a YouTube mom is charged with child abuse. This case in Kentucky has a love triangle written all over it. A cop goes wild in his cruiser and a video keeps popping up on his wife's newsfeed and then our dumb criminal of the day. Let's talk about it. Good day, everyone. My name is Scott Reich, and this is Crime Talk. Thanks for joining us. You know the drill. Subscribe if you haven't. Like if you do. Leave me a comment below. Hit that little bell for notifications. And remember, you can always listen to us on any of your favorite podcasting apps. As a pet owner, you want to give your furry friend the very best. That's why baked in Colorado CBD-infused dog treats are the perfect choice. These delicious treats not only taste great, but they also provide a wide range of health benefits for your pet. CBD has been shown to have many positive effects on dogs, including reducing anxiety, alleviating pain and inflammation, and improving overall wellness. Baked in Colorado's treats are infused with premium, full-spectrum CBD oil, meaning your pet will benefit from the whole plant extract. Not only that, but Baked in Colorado's treats are made with all-natural human-grade ingredients so you can feel good about what you're giving your pet. They're also free from wheat, corn, and soy, making them a great option for dogs with food sensitivities. Baked in Colorado CBD-infused dog treats are the perfect way to support your pet's health and well-being. With various flavors, including peanut butter, pumpkin, and bacon, your dog will love them too. So why wait? Head to www.bakedincolorado.com today and order your dog a bag of these delicious and nutritious treats. Your pet will thank you for it. Let's go ahead and get straight to the docket today. And let's open the record for September 6th of 2023. Now, we talked about this last night because that's kind of when the news broke. You can listen to our live that we do every Tuesday night. And it was a pretty good show last night, if I must say so myself. Anyway, Lori Vallow and her attorneys have filed a notice of appeal. Now, obviously, Lori Vallow was uh, sentenced to life in prison without parole in July for the deaths of her two young children, uh, JJ and Ty Lee. And she was also found guilty of conspiring to kill Tammy Daybell, you know, the now ex-wife of her husband, number five, Chad Daybell. Mm -hmm. Well, anyway, she has to file a notice of appeal. That's simply a notice saying, hey, district court, prepare the record and appellate courts be prepared for the record coming your way. That's all it simply is. But it has to be given in a particular time period, otherwise the appeal is waived. So the attorney, whether they think it will prevail or not, must file that notice of appeal. Now in the notice of appeal filed Thursday, Jim Archibald, Vallow's uh, lawyer, asked the uh, appellate courts to consider some 16 issues. And some of those issues are whether the district court judge, Stephen Boyce, erred in uh, finding Vallow competent for trial after she spent 10 months in a mental hospital, whether Boyce erred in denying Archibald's request to send Ms. Vallow back to the mental hospital rather than proceed to trial, whether the prosecutor's request for a continuance violated Vallow's constitutional right to a speedy trial, and whether Boyce erred when he allowed prosecutors to present evidence of crimes in the pending Arizona case concerning the death of Charles Vallow, Daybell's fourth husband, or Vallow's fourth husband, and the attempted murder 
of Brandon Boudreaux, Vallow's former nephew-in-law, and whether Boyce abused his discretion by sentencing Daybill to serve three consecutive life sentences without parole, whether Boyce abused his discretion by ordering Vallow, who is indigent and has a public defender, to pay $165,000 in fines and court costs. We'll see if any of those prevail. I think the biggest issue is also the whole speedy trial matter. The court set Lori Vallow's trial date beyond the scheduled speedy trial date after the case had been severed from Chad DeBell's matter. That, I think, is going to be the best issue for appeal. Lori Vallow remains in custody at the Pocatello Women's Correctional Center, and um, the trial for Chad DeBell, her fifth husband, well, that's scheduled to begin on April 1st there in Idaho. Now, the state of Arizona still plans to extradite Lori Vallow in regards to the conspiracy to commit murder as it relates to Charles Vallow's death and for the attempted murder of Mr. Boudreaux. Next on the docket, a doctor gone wild. Now, police have arrested a retired uh, doctor, uh, one who practiced here in the state of Colorado, on suspicion of gun and drug charges after raiding a luxury yacht and discovering a couple things on board. What was on board, you may ask? That's right, prostitutes. So Dr. Scott Burke, who we will give the presumption of innocence to, and he's 69, but apparently still got it, um, was, and he has an arrest not only in Denver, but in uh, Key Largo, Florida, well, he's been charged with possession of a firearm without a permit, having ammunition, as well as possession of trafficking of a Class A and B drugs. Now, police boarded the boat named the Jess Khan in the harbor of the ritzy Massachusetts island there in uh, near Nantucket. The 70-foot yacht is registered in the Cayman Islands. But uh, the good Dr. Burks, who founded the Denver Spine and Rehab, is set to appear at the Nantucket District Court on Monday, next Monday, for an arraignment on the charges. Now, the Nantucket Police Department have confirmed that Dr. Burks was arrested. It's a little unclear whether he's bonded out, out just yet. In a statement, uh, the Nantucket Police Department stated that they confirmed that the woman a woman was taken to the Nantucket Cottage Hospital after reports that she needed medical assistance on Tuesday about 7.45 a.m. That's why the police arrived. The police also noted that uh, as a result of this information, the boat was identified and located within the Nantucket Harbor Anchorage. Authorities responded to the boat and located the involved woman and identified the owner who was also on board. The Nantucket Police Department arrested the owner of the boat for one count of possession of a firearm without a license. The case remains under investigation at this time. Dr. Burks has also been charged with trafficking in a Class B drug and one count of possession to distribute a Class A drug, one count of possession of ammunition without a license, and four counts of possession of a large capacity feeding device. That means a large capacity magazine. Now, law enforcement also have stated that the um, sex workers were discovered on the boat during the raid. No information as it relates to any charges for uh, little prostitution. And I wonder what those drugs were. Probably something to, you know, 
keep keep the party going, I guess. I don't know. Well, what's really offensive to me is that uh, he got arrested for having to have a permit to uh, keep his firearms. Oh, I forgot. That's Massachusetts. They hate the Constitution. You would think it all started there, but they do it. So, yeah, it's not the drugs. It's not the prostitutes. It's the fact that he got arrested for not having a permit for a gun. That's offensive. Anyway, next on the docket, YouTube mom telling people how to raise their kid. Well, she's been charged with child abuse. YouTuber mom, Ruby Frank, has been charged with six counts of felony child abuse after her 12-year-old son was found with open wounds and duct tape on his limbs. Now, Ruby, who runs the eight Passengers YouTube page was arrested on two counts of aggravated child abuse along with her business partner, Jody Hildebrandt, on August 30th. The Mormon mom's son climbed out of a window of Hildebrandt's home and ran to a neighbor's home for help, according to the affidavit for probable cause. In addition to the wounds, the boy was found in an emaciated state, and Ruby and husband Kevin Frank's 10-year-old daughter was found in a similar condition. Now, Hildebrandt is also charged with six counts of felony child abuse in uh, Washington County in Utah, and each count carries a sentence of up to 15 years in prison and a $10,000 fine. Now, at the time that Ruby's children were discovered, police said that Russell, 12, and Eve, 10, were so malnourished they needed to be taken to a hospital for care. Police said evidence was consistent with the markings found on the juvenile and it was located inside the home upon a search. Now, the women's other four children, Sherry, Chad, Abby, and Julie, were taken to the Utah Division of Child and Family Services. And the Washington County attorney stated that the two women are believed to have caused a or permitted serious physical injury in three ways. First, combination of multiple physical injuries or torture, starvation or malnutrition that jeopardized the life and caused severe emotional harm, according to the prosecuting attorney. Now, the Washington County Sheriff's Office uh, put out a statement that said both women are still in custody as of September 5th, and Ruby and her business partner will appear again in court on September 8th. Now, the Mormon women first rose to fame for their strict parenting style, which blew up on YouTube and made apparently millions of dollars, according to their own claims. And they racked up about 2.2 million subscribers for their documenting their day-to-day endeavors on social media, along with her husband, Kevin. Now, the pair stopped uploading videos back in January of 2022, and the page was taken down completely from the website earlier this year. Now, when asked why she left YouTube behind months later, she said she opted to stop uploading videos because she wanted to save her kids. The adult children of the YouTube mom said, thank goodness, and now state that uh, she will finally have to face justice for her actions. Next, a Kentucky attorney is under arrest and it has a love triangle written all over it. Now, a city attorney in Kentucky is facing murder charges for the killing of his wife, according to the indictment that was uh, brought down against him. Donald Deskins, an assistant attorney for the Elkhorn City of Pike County, Kentucky, has been charged with one count of murder and two counts of evidence tampering in the April 2021 killing of his wife, Judith Dawn Deskin. Now, the mother suffered blunt force trauma 
that resulted in her death, according to the indictment. The indictment also alleges that Donald Deskin wantonly engaged in the grave killing on April 24, 2021, in their home there in Kentucky. The indictment further alleges that Deskin destroyed, mutilated, concealed, removed, or altered physical evidence concerning the alleged murder of his wife on the day of the killing, as well as three months later when he tampered with information on his laptop, which he had offered as evidence to investigators. Now, according to jailhouse records, Mr. Deskin was booked into the jail on Thursday. No bond amount is listed, and um, he will have further court appearances as it relates to an arraignment. Now, Judith's obituary stated that she worked as a counselor at a local rehabilitation center that works with people suffering from drug addiction or homelessness. And in 2007, the couple lost their two infant children, according to the obituary, adding that the couple shared two other children at the time of her death. According to other court documents found online, the attorney was suspended from practicing for a month and put on a year-long probation after he led a client through a month-long chase regarding a court proceeding in her divorce case that she later discovered he had never, in fact, scheduled, despite claiming he had done so and received payments for the hearing that never took place. Now, according to his Facebook profile, Mr. Dexon apparently entered into a relationship with another woman a little over three months after his wife's death. Maybe just a mere coincidence? I don't know. I guess we'll have to wait and see. If convicted, that's right, Mr. Dexon faces up to 50 years in prison, a life sentence for the murder, and up to five years for evidence tampering. Next on the docket, cops gone wild. We've all heard that cops are supposed to serve and protect, but this is taking it a little too seriously. Well, the Maryland police officer who was spotted kissing a woman and then getting into the back of the patrol car with her, guess what? He's been suspended, and his wife is slamming both of them. Now, the Prince George's County Police Department said Tuesday, not long after the video clip went viral, and was made aware of the video, they immediately launched an internal investigation and then later said that the officer had in fact been suspended. The officer in question is Francesco Marlette and a woman named Paula Marlette, who says she's Francesco's wife, has been going off on him and the other woman. She put on her Facebook page, there goes my husband and his mistress and uh, told someone in the comments she's not doing okay, partly because the video constantly pops up in her newsfeed, and I have to constantly rewatch it over and over again. And then there was another video that started going around showing another Prince George County cruiser in the same area with a woman hopping into the back of that police car too. Now it's unclear who the people are in the video. And finally, our dumb criminal of the day. Please meet Elijah Barker. Mr. Barker was arrested last week for allegedly standing naked in an apartment doorway and waving at drivers passing by on the busy street because he wanted to spread some love. Mr. Barker is charged with a felony count of possession of methamphetamine and misdemeanor indecent exposure. Appearing in a state of nudity, not in a public place, but with intent 
to display himself. He was booked into the Wayne County Jail on September 2nd, and the police responded to the apartment complex in regards to a report of a naked man pleasuring himself in the doorway. When the police arrived, they found Mr. Barker's front door open and the curtains open as well, making it possible for the officers to see his entire apartment. As Mr. Barker approached the police officers, he asked if uh, he should put on some clothes. The officers noted, we would prefer that you did. Well, the uh, police spoke with Mr. Barker about standing naked in public, and he allegedly said, and he believed it was acceptable behavior. Now, he also said he used to do meth, but he recently quit. Now, when they searched Mr. Barker's wallet, after, of course, he put his pants on, they discovered meth in his wallet. And um, he told the officers that he recently had experienced a spiritual awakening and thought he could spread some love by being naked and waving to the passerbys. Well, the things uh, keep coming for Mr. Barker. Court records also show that the uh, landlord has filed a notice of eviction. I certainly hope he gets all his clothes out of there. We certainly wouldn't want him walking around the streets naked. All right. Thanks for watching. Hope you enjoyed today's show. Have a wonderful rest of your day, and we'll see you next time on Crime Talk.